Welcome to Hero Hoopla. Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of saving the multiverse. Again, Ooh. and still, and forever. So <laughs> many like, multiversal seems movies. Seems like we're doing that a lot of, a lot of times these days. Yeah. I'm having deja vu. I don't know about you guys, but we are here to talk about the newest movie in the DCEU, The Flash. We've been waiting for it for... A billion years? A decade? Who knows? But it finally came out after (laughs) many delays. (laughs) It came out this weekend. And to my surprise, honestly, fantastic movie. Can't wait to talk about it with the Hoopla Croopla here. Joining me, as always, is the DC expert, the number one fan of all things DC Comics. Andy Smith. DC Homer here. Andy Smith, Connor Superman, nerdy things. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about The Flash. Uh, my One of my favorite storylines is Flashpoint. So this is finally, it came out after 10 years and it, it was pretty good. What do you think, pretty Chris? Good. What do you think? Don't target me. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I haven't even been introduced yet. I, I introduced <laughs> and you. And now to be introduced... The master of the multiverse, the multiversal historian, keeping everything oh, in line, making sure that all that. these universes don't collide and explode. It's Chris Pio. <laughs> Chris Pio here, former DC doubter, still current DC skeptic, okay. but Upgrade. also Upgrade. DC hopeful. Uh, I am excited to be here talking about a DC film that I actually enjoyed. We'll get into the weeds of it here, but uh, yeah, excited to be on. Uh, Multiverse or not, we have a lot to discuss and uh, some things unique to the DC universe with James Gunn taking over and this being kind of the first project under that new helm, even though he wasn't involved with a lot of the 10-year development of this (laughs) film. So excited to be here and we do have some good points to talk about we sure do and who better to join us in talking about those good points than actually just a normal guest as our fourth host of the show today it's just regular jake laxer but this time in this universe he's played by george clooney welcome to the show jake laxer (laughs) whoa Hey, Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies. That's that's not George. <laughs> Sorry, Clooney. Yeah. Like George Clooney from the fifties. Incredible. Can you do that voice the remainder of the pod? What are you talking about? I'm doing this the whole time. I've done this ever since we started. He looks podcasting. like George Clooney, but that can't be George Clooney. <laughs> In this timeline, it is. Let's go have some spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? Anyhow, <laughs> wow. Um, Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies, and uh, yeah, this was a pretty entertaining flash film. Um, I missed the intro to this movie, so that was fun, but caught myself up real quick to him saving a dozen of babies. A dozen (laughs) babies. Um, What do you mean you jumped in during the baby scene? You were late jumped, to your showing? Wait, I you were running late, late just like the Flash was? <laughs> I was ha. sprinting through time. Electricity was passing by me at, at ludicrous speeds, but I made it right into seats uh, E6 and E7 That's with the girl. incredible. I've heard of method yeah. acting, but I've never heard of method viewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you get when you're talking to George Clooney, Jake Laxter. That's that's what's happening. I was, <laughs> method I, viewing. I was doing some method viewing. I had like like six hot dogs and three bags of popcorn starting oh. my thing. Did it give you the energy you needed through the entirety yes. of the film? 
<laughs> my calorie watch was uh just, was just off the charts it was perfect <laughs> love that that's outstanding anyhow this movie was very entertaining i was pleasantly surprised at how it uh all came together and yeah i'm happy to talk about it let's get into it yeah well i'm sorry you missed the intro to the movie but you didn't miss the intro to the hoopla podcast because hey i'm here i'm jamie claire usually i forget to say my name but this week i remembered <laughs> Um, thank you all for tuning in to listen to the podcast. Uh, Chris, if they wanted to follow us and find out all the goings on in the world of Hoopla, where should they go? The goings on are indeed going on. Check us out <laughs> both on Twitter and Instagram at Hoopla Podcasts. And you can also find us on TikTok recently with some new little content snippets of the pod, some of our favorite moments and other things. So make sure to join us at Hoopla Podcasts across platforms love it and andy if someone wanted to get in on this delicious hoopla mug that i'm sipping out of right now or a cool t-shirt where could they go if you want to check out the merch go to hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site will there be a item with spaghetti on it representing the multiverse <laughs> maybe there better be <laughs> maybe not though uh, oh we gotta call the art department and our lawyers uh, um and michael keaton <laughs> definitely call michael, michael keaton. keaton uh if you guys would be so kind as to leave us a review a rating on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the podcast we appreciate any interaction you guys have with us thank you all for listening to the hoopla podcast we love having you here joining the hoopla so let's dive into this episode of Hero Hoopla to talk about The Flash right after this quick break. Shazam! Oh, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam! That's all, folks. And all of that is going to get cut out. <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs> Let's dive into this movie. Jake, I can't believe you missed the intro because I gotta say, well, I like the movie overall, but the introduction to this movie, the first scene of the movie was so good. From the very yeah. start, yeah. I was totally into it with... Barry Allen running late, and then he gets a call from Alfred, like, hey, you gotta go clean up Batman's mess. Well, Jake, what was the first frame you saw? Like, I told you, 12 falling babies being so rescued. So the babies by were that was the first so thing, the babies the first and the thing dog were in the air at this point. Yeah, dog was in air, oh, baby was yeah. descending, baby was getting microwaved. That was <laughs> Everyone then, remember, microwave your nurse, babies. And then nurse was overly dramatic. Mm. <laughs> overly dramatic purpose. as she was falling she was, out of a building. Uh, falling out <laughs> I don't think it's possible funny. to be overly dramatic when you're falling from a building. <laughs> She's overly dramatic. Come on, there's a superhero there. Come on. Chill. It's one fifty story drop. Just chill, okay? And and all at once you're just managed to the ground. You essentially teleport in her mind. To be, she just to teleported be fair, to the ground. I did not know how tall the building was because I wasn't there for it. So it could have mm. been a floor. <laughs> so overly dramatic. That's Overly dramatic. Jamie's right, though. You did miss uh, something that got me on board right away. Jamie, I'll let you talk about it. You're the one that brought it up. No, you go ahead. Go. You're right. You, I was on board right away. I think the the scene in the very front that you actually missed, and we'll describe for you, in, at least in part. Thank you. Well, so you, you saw the follow-up in the sense that after he finished saving all the babies, so he goes back to that coffee shop, right? Of course. Well, you never saw him walk into it. Uh, he's he's late. He orders a sandwich. His usual wait, uh, host hostess, barista, is not there. 
that has his order ready. So he's even more late. And then he gets called to go and save that, that operation. But right before he leaves, he's on the street, he's in his costume, yeah. and he actually gets noticed by fangirls of The Flash. Oh, and as right. the title is coming up on screen. Yes, that was <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That's why I was sold. That's why I was sold because The Flash came up and then a girl goes, it's the Flash! And the title card goes away and everything kind of stops. Record scratch. And that's how I knew that this DC movie was different than the rest and how I was on board okay. from the start. That intro scene was just great. It was great from the Barry Allen side of things. It was great from the Flash side of things. It was great from Batman. One of the coolest Batman sequences we've had mm -hmm. in a while with him on the Absolutely. Batmobile or Batmotorcycle chasing down the bad guys. A quick little cameo from Gal Gadot. Showing yeah, up, yeah. how much money got paid for her 30-second <laughs> cameo in this movie? I That's want, a great question. I'm, I'm going to just pause. I want DC to hire Chris as the vocalist for the Wonder Woman noise. Every time she appears <laughs> on screen, I want Chris in like a little pick, like pip Is image that in the bottom right corner. <laughs> <laughs> jumps on screen. Like picture in picture in the bottom right, a little microphone. Okay, go on. Oh man, and the uh, the lasso of truth was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that was very. That was my awesome. gosh. That was funny. Yes, that was. I initially I didn't really notice that the lasso was attached to all of them, or I guess I didn't really comp computerize compute Com compute. You didn't compute compute it just like my brain right there. It did not compute that the lasso of truth was attached to them when when uh. Uh, Affleck said that line where he was like, I, my ego's too big to think of <laughs> I was like, what is this dialogue? Oh my God. I'm immediately happening? off the bandwagon. I, I cannot believe that line was just in there. And then I saw the lasso and I was like, oh wait, I get it. That was actually hilarious. Oh, that's yeah. funny. And then Barry touched I it wanted, too. That I wanted funny. more of Batfleck. I thought like he was... Yeah. <laughs> I it, like have that have him more in the movie maybe at the end we can talk about the end here in a minute but yeah. but like that was one of the most fun sequences is just this opening opening moment now I will say my one gripe with the movie is the CGI in that falling scene was a little odd it didn't really take me out too much because they're trying to be weird it's like it's kind right. of a weird visual on how Barry Allen moves you know how he has his arms are almost flowing like wacky wavable inflatable as he, as he's going but it was <laughs> so much fun a little a little jarring here and there but not something that like they address that though. not something that totally Later in the <laughs> yeah. oh yeah when he's actually doesn't have when, when he doesn't, doesn't have, have powers, powers. and he's running around yeah yeah which, yeah, yeah. Which that was funny. Funny. so that was funny at all okay that was funny. oh man i don't know i i, I don't know if that was Ezra's choice to play that character with the hands and everything. I mean, maybe the, is there science behind that? D Jamie, you're the one with. The is PhD. there science behind how the Flash runs? I don't know. No. Is, is he like Jamie cutting Jamie, air when the Flash runs? Knows that the speed force exists. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah the cgi in this movie was not great mm -mm. i don't think dc's necessarily had the best cgi mm. uh 
any of the movies that they've had. It, I always feel weird watching the Flash run at his super speed because he like ice skates kind of like yeah, he glides yeah, of, it does look yeah. like as he's running. Yeah, It's just kind of a weird, I don't know. It, but you know, speed he's force, almost, magic but superpowers, He's kind of is whatever. moving like lightning in a lot of ways. Like in, in right. uh, MCU, you see, uh, you know, Quicksilver. It's more just a lot more about time. Like he's, you just see him like running really quickly. Right. There's like air going by him. This is like very otherworldly. It is kind of like the whole DC god type, uh, mm-hmm. you know, type powers. What I loved is the opening when he, the girls, you know, they they scream and that says the Flash, and then he runs to Gotham and you see him just cover an incredible amount of space. You see, like I love a good, you know, grand shot of traveling. Lord of the Rings, yeah, he, he loved it, love that. Seeing him get to get to Gotham and back so quickly is was so cool and was just like, yeah, this is oh, we're in. It's a fun kind of like flick. Yeah, it's a flick. It's a flick. I think part of the reason that some of the slow motion scenes looked strange that was addressed by the director and some of the visual effects creators online people have been asking and i think i didn't really care too much it didn't look terrible it didn't look great but i think part of the reason they can explain it away is because in in the film they actually explain you can't move people like you can objects uh they they show the very real consequence of that where uh the original barry allen that lost his powers is just retching after being moved Mm. by uh, Mm. younger barry so they explain that and then you can't move babies that much i mean yeah the Flash yeah. was doing tiny little adjustments, pushed one into a microwave, as Jake saw, uh, <laughs> is probably his favorite part. Set it to um, defrost. <laughs> I did find it hilarious how the microwave dinged. dinged. It dinged, even though it's clearly <laughs> unplugged. It's yeah. definitely unplugged. Yeah. Right? Does that mean, because it was cooking a burrito, does that mean that it, time moved so quickly that it dinged even though it was unplugged? I don't know. Who can say? Uh, but I think they can explain away some of those weird visual effects in the sense that the speed verse is unknown, even yeah. in a fantasy type of element. But at the same time, they explain that you can't move people the same way you can move objects. So maybe a little explanation there. Um, for me, I felt as though, again, I did not see the intro, uh, in case I haven't made that clear. But <laughs> So did uh, you see Alfred, though? Because you love the Alfred cameo. Oh, man. It wasn't even Alfred really a cameo. Was in there? Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Irons was wonderful. Mm, actually, no, I did see him. I did see him briefly. You did see him. Yeah, I did see him briefly. Uh, great to see him. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> stellar cameo. Now that um, I remember that I did yeah, see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I sort of felt that this movie did need to find its feet uh, before I was running with it. it. It was a little slow for me. Oh, it was a little oh, slow oh, for oh, me. Oh, yeah, it was. Wow. And, it was slow. Honestly, metaphors. It was a little slow for me until, yeah. until we had younger uh barry allen shocked to life Mm. and i myself as a viewer was also shocked to life because then i started actually very you know i felt i was captured by the film i felt that i was very interested at that point but prior to that i i was i was was kind of falling asleep (laughs) i mean i could have (laughs) i was fine with you know missing the intro and getting to where i was but once he came to life okay sure i'm in i'm buying Hmm. interesting yeah i I was into it the whole way. I was surprised. You guys tell me if you felt the same. Surprised that Prime Barry lost his powers. I was not expecting us to have a power losing movie here. I thought that was a very cool direction that they took it. 
to change the dynamic of Barry and Barry working mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I had a bit of a different perspective. The only reason I say that is because of the amount of marketing they had done with the two of them working together. And so I was like, okay, like, come on. Like, when are we going to get the powers when back? When is he going to get was, the powers back? I have thought Yeah, because I, yeah. I was like, I, I was ready for that scene. And actually, when it arrived, yeah. it was dope. Like, I absolutely love the final battle where we have Supergirl and Bat- Michael Keaton Bat man um and then the two like hit their heels together and caused yeah. an explosion it was badass i loved every second of it however having to wait an hour and a half really kind of disappointed me i, I would say i, I agree <laughs> maybe you should just learn some patience jake maybe i should have just waved like, my arms a few times in the audience and would have gotten <laughs> this, there a little this bit happens quickly. with warner brothers marketing all the time remember in batman versus superman we know that they team up in the end no oh come on <laughs> we know that they team up in the end because in the trailer they showed the final scene and then they do the exact same thing in this movie where they show them actually working together both of them have uh flash powers now to be fair and they showed that supergirl's in the movie like i wish they had not shown supergirl in any of the trailers right so that they go on this mission to russia to go save Mm -hmm. kal-el and then it gets just discovered that it's actually his cousin to be fair though they in the marketing they had to rely on michael keaton and supergirl and uh and the kind of ending of zod because they couldn't really focus on the main actor due to other circumstances so you know they had to kind of what do we do what do you market when you can't market your primary character you market Nicolas Cage Superman. Yes. That is what yes. you want. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That was so cool. That was so absurd, and I hope that never becomes a thing. So, did Nicholas, has Nicolas Cage played Superman, or no. is that no? Th- this was, no. This was no. such a no. awesome moment. First of all, they went through a lot of cool Superman, but when you see Nicolas Cage, uh, the the Justice League movie that was almost going to be shot, and I forget who the director was going to be. But it was it was on the docket. It was our next. It was not going to be Man of Steel. It was going to be mid two thousands. Nicholas Cage Superman, a Justice League film, and yeah, they, uh, this was twenty years ago. Right? It wasn't. Yeah, it was in the two thousands, mid two thousands. I did and okay. I did not know he that. was signed on, and there's videos of him screen testing in mm-hmm. that suit. Uh, there was a there I did was not know a that. script. There's actually a really good documentary online on why that movie never happened. But uh, the death of Superman lives is the name of the documentary. This just an incredible moment of gasp in the audience. Like that was kind of and it's obviously it's Nicolas Cage. So everybody is like having fun with it. But the fact that that was going to be our Superman and they brought him in. You'll love to see it. I rescind my statement. That is now interesting. That part of the movie. Oh, I'm glad we could capture your interest. <laughs> Apparently, if I, so if I did not have see, that side note, I thought that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. So you saw in the you see him actually battle a giant spider. Well, that spider was actually going to be a villain in the the initial movie. That's that Nicholas. So they essentially just recreated cool. a scene. I mean, that's people cool. have been wanting for that for for years. A little I bit of town how... service, but it was still yeah. made sense. There's other types of Superman. Well, let's talk about it making sense because that was an interesting way to describe the multiverse mm. and how and how time travel works in the DCEU now. It's something where these worlds are kind of separate 
timelines, but also separate worlds. And they make it very clear to show kind of it looking like a planet almost, mm. uh, which is, of course, it's reminiscent from the fact that the the speed drome or whatever he calls it. Yeah, it was like Chronodome. Uh, yeah, Chronodome. 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 That's right. And that's that's kind of what those timelines are looking like. But then we see them crash mm. into each other reminiscent of incursions from the MCU style of time travel and multiversal interactions. So uh, did you guys enjoy the way that they did time travel and the multiverse in in this particular setup? Ignoring the spaghetti explanation, which we'll get to, which I know a lot of you like already. The actual visuals of it, the 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 way that they depicted it. It almost looks like a world. Yeah. So that's Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a popular DC storyline. That's how universes Mm. are depicted and in on the cover of that of that uh, comic storyline, they all crash together in the way that they portrayed it here. So I was actually surprised. Wow. I was surprised that they did it in this way because it is very comic booky, right? Yeah. Looking, but they it was very close to kind of the source material. I enjoyed it. It was very. It's so different from what we know in other multiverse stories. I kind of like how they played on it in, in a di- in a yeah. different way. We can talk about the spaghetti in a minute, but yeah. you know, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I thought it was next. cool. I, I, so, I thought it was so, a cool way to do it, to have them as like contained universes as opposed to. Right. The, the spider web of entangled universes that we saw the mm. week prior in Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse or in Loki and in the MCU where we have these branching timelines. It was cool to visualize right. it as these like discrete universes that can be, I guess, traveled between that can collapse into each other. Uh, I thought it was very cool and, and a, a pretty fun way to do it, especially I liked I liked how Barry Allen ran into that chronodome and then he mm. could be in there yeah. and like forward reverse time and see mm. all those events circled around him moving forward and backwards. I thought it was very cool. So are we led to believe that inside of each one of those chronodomes is a different variant of Barry Allen sort of playing with the timeline of each individual universe? universe or is that something that is just more I don't really no unless the yeah. comics tell I us I mean I think that they're, comic, they're, comic each individually are their own separate universes that would have a Barry Allen character but as we kind of learned that Barry Allen character may mm. be very similar or maybe very different than right. the one that we know in our I think Earth 1 is is our timeline well aren't we sure. special <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earth one what earth has um uh, N- nicholas cage uh, nicholas cage yeah mm, great question yeah i, I don't I want to go to that earth. that one since they never made that movie <laughs> <laughs> well and then of course you get the christopher reeve yeah. footage old spider-man uh, we have plenty of different batmans in this yeah film, you, so you get adam west which is really mm-hmm. funny you know, like i like seeing Rest the Rest in peace. You, you go over to the the black and white and then you see it almost yep. change over the years and it mm. gets a little bit more to current current day with Nicolas Cage in the end and then it gets over back over to, yeah. to Barry. And we do see the old Flash also running through the Chrono Dome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was played by John Wesley Shipp who was our initial Flash back in the 60s and 70s. Oh, oh no way. Cool. Yeah. Damn. And they actually de-aged him. There's a there was another Flash that it looked very similar to that played in the Flash uh, TV series, but instead they actually de-aged the older actor, which is really interesting and kind of a, like a fun that. nod to to fans of that initial series. You know, I feel like I should have watched. I feel like I should have watched this movie with Andy. I would have enjoyed it more. I know. 
That's why we have the comic book expert <laughs> on the podcast. I was That's just making right. audible noises. Oh, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I was also making audible noises Michael at the Keaton. start of the movie. <laughs> Wait, is Val Kilmer in this movie? Uh, oh, God. Jakey, Jakey, That's why Jakey. I needed you. That's why I needed right, you. Well, Jake, if you didn't enjoy much of the fan service or anything else like that, let's start talking about the, the, the meat and potatoes. Did you enjoy the plot? Did you enjoy... I, I did enjoy the plot. Co- almost coming-of-age yeah. story in a yeah. new way that we've never really seen. We kind of so- call it... We kind of see a, a, a coming-of-age story for the Barry Allen character, for Ezra Miller's character in the first Mm. couple of dc movies with justice league and now we get this really really cool way to tell a student becomes the master story where barry allen himself needs to teach a younger version of barry allen how to be the flash and i I thought that was an incredibly cool way to show like a, a student master mentor type of relationship No, it was brilliant. And I think it was also sort of a fun, I mean, even though that I talked about it earlier, I did not like how they postponed the whole, you know, young and older Barry working together. I still really enjoyed sort of what you're speaking to because, you know, original Mm -hmm. Barry loses his powers and then he has to use his knowledge of, you know, being a superhero to sort of mentor him, his own self. Uh, So that is kind of cool in that regard. I just think it was drawn out. You know, um, Fair. but uh, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy the film. I do think the final battle with Zod at the end was pretty sweet, even though he kept winning. I wish there was some like, I don't know, get Dr. Strange in there holding up one uh, one <laughs> alternate timeline. That would have like, well, there is one alternate successful. timeline. It's just the original <laughs> yeah. timeline. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. I guess that, that would have been it. But all that to say, it was it was a fun film to watch. I mean, I, I thought all the, the action sequences were great. Um, and I think also the younger uh, Ezra Miller, Barry Allen, trying to figure his his powers out at the last second there were kind of cool. So, it was kind of know. like we didn't get an origin story for Barry, but this was a way to show an origin story in a totally unique way, right? Um, right. which is really cool because uh, one fault of the Justice League movies is they introduced all these new superheroes and then just put them together. And mm-hmm. this, you know, Barry Allen was really explored both the Barry Allen that didn't have a mother and the Barry Allen that did have a mother and how that changes someone. And also you, there's obviously the, the college bro and then the 25 year old, uh, that are having to interact. How do you think that worked? Like Chris or, or Jamie? I think it was great. The, the two of them, they had to shoot each of these scenes twice yeah. with the same actor. That is such a difficult thing to do. It worked. The chemistry between Barry Allen and Barry Allen was fantastic. The comedic timing between Barry Allen and Barry Mm -hmm. Allen was great. Where like young Barry would take the first part of the instructions and just go and do it before old Barry finished telling him what to do. He's like, okay, so you're going to need to phase through and then he's gone. And like, oh, damn it. Come on, man. Yes. (laughs) Just doing that like four times throughout the movie. I really, really enjoyed um, the Barry and Barry relationship that we had in this movie. Barry and Barry had more chemistry than a lot of actors have in a lot of movies. Yes. Like, absolutely. I, I, I do like how they are creating these like singular but multiple dialogues with multiple characters, mm. the same character sort of going forward. Right. So first we saw it with uh, Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. Now we're, Then we saw it with Jonathan Majors as mm. Kang. And now they're extending into DC with Ezra Miller being Barry Allen. Um, I hope they continue to do this. And then we're going to see it in the parent trap. 
the new yeah. remake, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out Jake, in that's a great point. You brought up Oscar Isaac with Moon Knight. You you are making a good point. I'll tell you that, but I'll take it even further and yeah, say take it further. I think I think what Ezra Miller has done, and it needs to be said, everyone that ever anyone that's going to talk about the Flash movie will be talking about Flash, and then also unfortunately has to talk about Ezra and their problems in the real world. They obviously need some sort of mental health uh, advisement, and and certainly hoping that they get some sort of help that they need, staying out of trouble, things like that. We don't know if Ezra will be returning as the Flash. That's not confirmed in any way, shape, or form yet. But I, you got to give credit where it's due. And when you talk about Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight, that was playing multiple characters as a kind of a personality mm-hmm. type thing. But Oscar Isaac was switching characters, was switching roles. Right. This was different in the sense that, yes, he, you know, Ezra was switching roles, but they were in playing the off of each in other the, in the same writer. scene. Yeah. It's different. And I think even more impressive to say than what Oscar Isaac had mm-hmm. accomplished in Moon Knight. But it's a great parallel, and I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really know a... I mean, I guess we can keep saying Parent Trap as a joke, but, I, like, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> like, I haven't seen this on screen, because you have, like, Oscar Isaac, you have Smeagol and, and Lord of the Rings, you, ha- you know, you have uh, Kang being multiple variants of the same person. But this right. is... Uh, their chemistry is better than, I think, any other actor an actress in this movie even yeah on par with Lindsay yeah, that's Lohan just... <laughs> <laughs> the parent Andrew takes a will coffee. never stop oh Andy quit the podcast uh... <laughs> <laughs> no you're right though you're right though yeah, I mean great chemistry between him and uh, they and them themselves um but all that to say, I did really enjoy how that all, yeah, that all sort of came together. Yeah. So what about, we got to talk about kind of the mother-son relationship, like with with, yeah. uh, with Nora Allen, and obviously there's Henry Allen, the dad that's, the, the father that's in prison, uh, with with Barry here. First of all, I love the young actor that played Barry yeah. Allen. I, th- I thought those scenes worked really well. And then it gave a lot of context to Barry as a character in a quick 20 minute sequence where he's on the phone with his, his dad. He's having these flashbacks and then it propels him right into the storyline of going back in time, which I think is really cool. Um, what did you guys think about, you know, that like Nora Allen? And did you have any question marks on? Wait, we didn't actually find out who killed Nora Allen in this film. Yeah, I thought that was an she interesting just, choice that they made to I, not show show the murder and i think it was the right choice i think they did a good job because that wasn't the important aspect of the story like who did it it would have doesn't matter yep it's the effect the fact that it did happen is what matters and it was beautiful i think nora allen um oh i had the actress's name pulled up a second ago i forgot what it was maribel Uh, verdu yeah maribel verdu incredible it's that's two movies yeah, in a she row. She was great. We have a great supporting actress. Mom yeah. son relationship with Nora Allen and her son yeah. Barry. And we saw in Spider Verse a week ago, uh, Rio and Rio. Miles Morales. <laughs> Very similar relationship between the two, except, you know, Miles still has a mom. Um, <laughs> Woof. Cold. <laughs> But I think she was fantastic. And the scene at the very end of the movie, yeah. I, I almost yes. started crying a little bit. Oh I was like, there's God. no way I'm going to cry really during good. a Flash I movie. Yeah. And then when he goes... Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect to be crying during a DC Man, movie. Yeah, great scene in the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the, the murder aspect of it, left unexplored, was the right decision. I agree. I will say it does create a bit of a gripe for me in the sense that 
that would probably be Barry Allen's bigger motivation after he realized he can't save her Mm. is to go and find out what actually happened. But I do like how the movie resolved uh, with the the changing of the tomato can so that he does actually so that uh, the father actually does look up and that proves it on the camera. But still Um, changes the timeline even so that still changes the timeline. Did he really learn his his lesson in the end? And I just a. as a note, uh, Andy Muschietti confirmed that Flash 2, while he like it's not on the books, the second Flash movie would explore more about who killed Nora Allen. Mm, and if you're okay. a fan of the comics, I'm not going to spoil it here, but it's a big you know arc for Barry. I'm surprised they didn't tease it, but maybe they didn't tease it because we're rebooting the DC universe. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Right. Well, from what I understand, the goal for this film from the box office is supposed to be 770 mil. Uh, in order, then the script is apparently written, ready to go for the Flash two, but it just depends if they can make that cut off. Right now, not looking promising. Not not on the. It's not on the docket for the next five like five years of chapter one of James Gunn's DC universe mm. either way I, I wouldn't expect ezra miller to be back as the flash but i we gotta talk about michael keaton yeah that is where the movie really hit it for me like the you want to get nuts <laughs> let's get nuts uh the the movie like really started hitting like a really good pace when they got to Bruce Wayne's manor. Yep. And yeah. like, I, I loved uh, the two berries walking in and seemingly this is, oh, this is clearly not his Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't know it at the time. Uh, and right. then as you walk, walk down and you get the ominous, like something's about to happen and you see Michael Keaton climb out of the, the cupboard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, we we will talk about Mike Keaton. We absolutely need to, and and let's get into more of the plot of the movie. I'll say I picked up the movie's pace right before that, mm-hmm. actually, when uh, young or older Barry is using the computer to research all of the superheroes that are not yeah. existent, yeah. the metahumans that, that cool. do not exist. For me, uh, that was a clarifying moment, and to say, oh wow, okay, so this is not just a DC join them up movie like the first opening act was. This is a it's a real problem for the hero of this story and yes it's an origin film in a way but the fact that he was looking up superheroes that did not exist was very cool and that's where i was like oh man we're that actually brings me to my major gripe of the movie which i'm sorry to say huge huge gripe (laughs) if it's tamura morrison no don't say it. How? Good. Love him. I love him. How that. the hoopla are you going to have a universe in which Michael J. Fox doesn't star in Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. That was very funny. <laughs> I know. Eric Stoltz. That was great. That was good. Who was cast as Marty McFly for the first couple weeks of oh. production on Back to the Future. Wow. And was let go uh, for apparently being too dramatic in the role oh. and not getting along with, with oh, cast man. and crew. I looked wow. that up afterwards. That's why you tuned into the podcast. I though, where they, they keep stating that over and over again, but then it's a tat, he's tattooed on, on the friend's <laughs> leg. Yeah, yeah, that was And funny. I thought it was just Marty like, McFly. I thought it was a throwaway joke, like, oh, it's a little bit different in this universe, but that's how Barry realizes, right. oh no, this is a different universe. What was the chain? And so uh, Michael J. Fox starred in Footloose. Yeah. And then Kevin Bacon starred in Top Gun. Yeah. 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 And Applebee's restaurant is Banana Bee's restaurant. That was a fun little tidbit. Oh, wait, really? 
Yeah. When was that? I missed that. I think they were talking about it in maybe in that same scene or maybe when they were in the Batcave. Uh, I don't remember exactly when they did, oh, but they banana? mentioned. I didn't pick up that. I either. totally missed yeah. that. Same. I also that, that seems almost like a like a Rick and Morty. Joke it or does. Yeah, like yeah, that feels very Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what about when they? What about okay. when they? He is researching. You know, he calls uh, Arthur Curry, and then he said, yeah. "Did you you met the you know the Atlantean on the 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 dock?" And then he looks over at his wife, and he's like, "I yeah. don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> and then he eventually yeah. hang, hangs yeah. up on on, uh, on Barry, and then he searches for Wonder Woman, and then Wonder Woman comes up with the, the magic the show, magic show, <laughs> yeah. that, like circus. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Batman. Let's talk about Michael Keaton and and the future of the plot here. I, I just got to say, contextually, I didn't expect the humor to work mm. so well in this movie and in this universe, really, because we know the DC as universe as kind of this counter to the the wit and charm of the Marvel universe. They're always the darker, more serious, more brooding type of superhero. And I, that's kind of what I expected going in. You know, we still have Ben Affleck as as Batman, who's a good mentor, but it still is that very broody, very dark, very tragic character. And the humor in this movie was a perfect counterbalance. Mm. I didn't expect to be out loud laughing so often as I was, especially during that scene. Mm. Uh, the, the humor was just absolutely perfectly blended into this film. And that is something that I have not said about a DC project in the past. Maybe Peacemaker. Ooh, Peacemaker. The Suicide, the suicide Squad. The Suicide great. Squad is hilarious. The Suicide yeah. Squad yep. is outstanding. But even that, that is... In a different that's way. That's the, the realistic example of humor in the DC mm. universe. That's, that was supposed to be that way. I right. think this was perfectly balanced. Mm. I think it was a good change from Zack Snyder's clear like vision on Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and Justice League to get DC back to really what it truly is in the comics and is a lot more lighter. And, and while there is some tragic characters and as a character study on some of these heroes, is fun. And I think that's what we're pushing into with James Gunn. Like, this does, even though James Gunn didn't shoot this or didn't write the script here, this does kind of almost feel somewhat influenced. It feels like it. It feels influenced mm -hmm. by that type of vision. And, and maybe Andy Muschietti knew this was happening and pushing it towards that. Uh, one quick thing off, off the... Uh, on the side here, Andy Muschietti is going to uh, be the next director of Batman Brave and the Bold in James Gunn's universe. So they like this vision. Whoa. And that's, yeah. that's huge. Okay. Um, and I, I, that, the Batcave scenes Oopla. worked so well. Uh, like it was really funny seeing younger Barry zoom over to the bat, the Batmobile, and then zoom back, mm -hmm. almost fall off the, the side of the cliff. And he's like, kind of like cheesy jokes but they just worked because they were delivered well yeah um, once again that could have been a terrible scene but just yeah i think, executed they, effectively. I think they nailed it um mm -hmm. and then we get of course the climactic fight scene with zod and all the aliens come down you get some big superman punching other superman blah 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 that was kind of like the thing from man of steel that made that movie less than interesting was yeah all the fight scenes were just superman punching superman mm. you know another version mm -hmm. of superman and they just punch each other a hundred yards into a rock punch each other a hundred yards and so we get <laughs> some of that some explosions but they added in the twist of barry and barry going back in time and coming to this realization that there's nothing they can do to prevent the future they can't stop batman from dying they can't stop supergirl from dying i think that was a really interesting 
interesting little conflict that we had within Barry himself and within the multiple Agreed. berries. And I want theory music confirmed for myself here in our pre-video. I said that General Zod was not going to be the overarching villain. The actual villain of the episode was another version of Barry Allen. That's true. That's, you did and say that, that. That was, mm. while it was a tragic character, he was kind of the the end villain. Um, I loved seeing this Barry that we saw created during the movie is actually the the villain that kicked him into the timeline, you right. know, and was mm. this older version of this character we haven't even seen created yet. Like it was kind of wonky and how how that that worked, but it was really interesting uh, and totally mm -hmm. different than what we've seen in other multiverse movies. Yeah, it's like a time loop, a spaghettio, it, if you will. It was a spaghetti, a spaghettio. Spaghetti oh wow, Andrew, that that character I, in my research after the film uh, referred to as Dark Flash. Is that correct? Yeah. So Dark Flash is. There's multiple versions of a kind of evil Barry Allen, but this was kind of a portrayal of a dark Flash. What? Well, there's Reverse Flash. Reverse yeah. Flash is like the main villain in the, the Flash universe mm -hmm. that we haven't seen yet. But yeah, Dark Flash is... Uh, I like how they did that, though, because he wasn't... Agreed. Like, it's Barry Allen. He's not ill-intended. Mm -hmm. He wants to save... Um, he wants to save uh, Supergirl. Like, he, you, you see him over the movie kind of like falling in like a crush on Supergirl and then realizes, yeah. oh, he can't save and over and over and over again. What does that do when you go back in time 10,000 times? Because how old did you like? Obviously, he's old. Yeah. He must be in like, you know, 60s. Like he looked like he was in right. his 60s or something yeah. like that. And if so each time he goes back in time, it only takes like again. five minutes and yeah. he aged 60 years. He's done this like that, millions of times right. that line i've almost fixed it mm. I, 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 your That's heart sad. just sinks right it's like you have all this power and you just, and it, it leads obviously they they do this on purpose it leads into the main theme there's not a solution for every problem which is advice that you know that's it, almost reminiscent of the line it hasn't earned it yet but with great power comes sure. great responsibility sure. oh. I, th I thought so you were gonna say dormammu i'm here to make a bargain <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not, no, I thought not that's where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, no. no, it, it, uh, yeah, there's not a problem to every solution is, is the main through fare of, of the film. Uh, and it's more evident than ever in that final scene with the, uh, with the Barry Allen dark flash. Character. I like the, the, the theme of accepting, you know, accepting what's happened. Yeah. And like the older Barry has accepts that, but the younger Barry, he didn't lose his mother. So he didn't go through this process and he mm. couldn't ever accept that uh, that uh, Kara Zor-El dies. Um, mm -hmm. Also, we got to talk about Sasha Calais. Well, that's, she was a that's star in this Amazing, movie. yeah. Well, that's interesting because it just shows how Barry Allen himself, regardless of whether or not he experiences tragedy, cannot accept loss. Like, regardless, yeah. just him as a character is unable mm. to comprehend that and accept that. So... I did think that was kind of an interesting take for um, explaining, you know, the character and sort of drawing that out. And, and it does that, too, when even though Barry seems like he learned his lesson, like the older Barry, he still puts the tomatoes mm. on the top shelf because he he wants to be able to save his father. But right. what does that do? That gives us George. Old George. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's George. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here Great callback. <laughs> but yeah, what what did you guys think about Su- the like the Supergirl character was awesome. Like that's a different take yes. on the Supergirl character. There's one comic line that has her dark, like yeah. almost a darker, more R-rated version, and that's what yeah. they went. Sasha Kellis. She was a gr- like super great at delivering those type those lines. And a really interesting take on a super character. Like right, Superman yeah. is often people don't see as very interesting, but she was interesting. Yeah, she was awesome. And I, I'm kind of bummed that, you know, we're kind of done with her as Supergirl. Maybe they somehow figure out a way to bring her back. But yeah. I, I thought, oh, yeah. I mean, I thought she earned, I thought she earned the role for sure. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mind you, and again, they can play with the universe as much as they want now. That's part of the problem with some of these multiversal movies. Ooh, right. we, we love them all. And we love seeing the fan service and our favorite characters and all that, but you, you kind of wish something stakes. stuck. You yeah. want the yeah. so, and that's what this movie addresses yeah. in the final bits of the of the movie, where you know it is that acceptance theme. It's you can't solve every problem. So Supergirl might come back. Yeah, Sasha played it very well. I, I don't think I've ever seen a character, a super character, have maybe forty minutes of screen yeah. time and spend the majority of that in a weakened or dead state. As opposed to all these superhero movies where they're the most powerful mm-hmm. entity in the on the screen, uh, and you know they're maybe getting beat up by the villain, but they'll eventually beat the villain. And this was just a great way to. She play was it. never gonna win that fight, and we've we've seen this exact fight. Like, how do you change? Like, this is literally Man of Steel over again. Right. So how do you make it different? And you make it different by her losing continually mm-hmm. in like different ways too. I liked how they were showing that timeline of, and then you have like Michael Keaton. Getting fighting a, a Kryptonian and losing over and over again as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of tragic. It was tragic, but it was beautiful. I I think they absolutely nailed the, the story for this whole movie. I think it was fantastic. So as we start to bring this episode of Hero Hoopla to a close, let's go around. Let's give it a classic Hoopla rating Ooh. on a scale of one to ten this time to keep it simple for old Andy. Mm. And I want to hear <laughs> what you guys are going to rate the movie. And let's hear. One of your favorite parts, starting with the old Jakey boy. Ah, uh, he went to me again, but uh, that's yep. okay. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it with honor this time. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna just say the score right off the bat. I'm gonna give this movie a seven point five out of ten. Ooh, I was thoroughly entertained. Hoopla. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, but I will say again, this movie took a little warming, you know, warming up for me. So, um, that being said, once it did, you know, begin to take off, I did thoroughly enjoy you know the different aspects of supergirl and you know michael cuban batman and then ezra miller old young and old um and all those sort of elements sort of blending together uh i just wish you know we had reached the point we had you know i wish we had reached that point sooner in the film but all that to say i did greatly enjoy it 7.5 uh best scene Hmm. again again i love the heels touching it was it was dope the two yeah. variants <laughs> coming together and then the explosion, it was badass. So that's, that was that's where cool. I'm at. Jake, I do have some advice for you. Next time you go see a movie, instead of showing up five minutes late, show up an hour late and then you'll dive <laughs> right into the beef. <laughs> Actually, I would have enjoyed this. It may have gotten an 8.5 out of 10 if I arrived at the scene oh in the back end. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Chris? TBD, TBD. Yeah, uh, um, 
I will say right off the bat, before releasing my score, I, I this is the most fun I've had with a DC project uh, maybe ever. Hoopla! Uh, Hoopla! I, I think they they nailed a very convoluted story down and possibly handled the multiverse better than the MCU is right now. Uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the multiverse and, and changing universes and taking storylines, this and that, this and that. Breaking the multiverse is also a big theme, but... I think the DC universe here handled that pretty well. Uh, you've got excellent chemistry between Barry and Barry, as we recently talked about. And if you ignore the nine-year production timeline, if you ignore Ezra Miller as, as, as a person, again, we hope that they get some sort of help if, if they need it and are seeking it. If you ignore some of the real-life problems with this movie and just objectively rate it, I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it. I did not expect to be laughing. I definitely didn't expect to be emotionally touched as I was by by the acting in, in that final scene in the grocery store, like Jamie mentioned. I'm going to go ahead and give this an 8 out of 10. Uh, hey, I, I enjoyed hoopla. it a lot. I did not expect it. I know Andrew's excited because he's, he's the DC homer. And I was not, 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 repeat, not excited to see this film. But uh, under all the circumstances, objectively, I think it was a very good movie. Who knows how many edits it went through? Who knows if people saw different versions and said, change that, that, and that, especially under now James Gunn's helm. But at the same time, as a movie, two hours, some odd minutes... That was just put to film. I really enjoyed it. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Hoopla. Man, can you believe this, Andy? Hoopla. DC that's a, movies that's a heck getting of a... positive ratings from the Hoopla Croopla. 8 out of 10. <laughs> 8 out of 10. That's like, how many more points on your scale, Chris, was that than Shazam 2? I would have to go back and look. Shazam was a bit of a mess. <laughs> uh, also, we no, there's no consistency well, in our rating but... scale, so... No need to go back and look at the receipts. I've been told by friends and cohorts that I have the most consistent ratings. Let's hear it. You just don't like Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. All right. So my 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 rating here, I'm also gonna go with an eight out of ten. I I enjoyed this movie. From the beginning to the end, like I like I said here, I I love the Flash character. I thought they represented his family with Nora and Henry and uh going back in time very well and pretty consistent with what we see in the in the comics too. Um Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry Allen here, if we never see Ezra Miller in this role again, this is one of the best, uh, I'll say one of the best portrayals of a comic hero we've ever had um, overall in cinema. Um, Just all around a fun movie from beginning to end for me. And I think the bringing in Michael Keaton and like a Supergirl character, it didn't, it wasn't overshadowing the main character, which you often see in Mm -hmm. these movies. Like this was a Flash movie with some awesome supporting characters that were fun and a good packaged like storyline that has ramifications for the DC universe going forward. I think this was a great way to say this is how we're ticking over to James Gunn's DCU. Um, I did want to mention there were three different endings to this movie. Oh, the, mm. George Clooney, that that scene was made in January of 2023. George Clooney was not going to be in this movie. That was a James Gunn, Peter Safran decision. It was initially going to be Gal Gadot, uh henry cavill michael keaton and sasha calais were all going to be in that final scene even before that there was going to be michael keaton and sasha calais there were three different endings they made the decision to move Uh away to pave the way to say this is a different universe wait does that mean 
Clooney is confirmed as Batman that, going we forward. We don't know I that. would love that. We don't know I that, would but what love I, I would that. leave you with Andy Muschietti will be the Batman director in the DC oh, universe. I, I would really love that. That would be really good. <laughs> George, 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 George Clooney on our podcast for the next five years as that movie is getting made. That would be incredible. Wait, what? So, no, it's it's not confirmed like if that's this is even going to be the same universe, but we're definitely moving away from the Henry Cavill DCEU into that's a big the future. Get. I I feel like that's confirmed. That would be George Clooney's get. oldest like shit. That's That'd be wild to have him be Batman yeah. in five years. This Batman is an older version of Batman that they're going. It's him and Damian Wayne, which is the youngest Robin. So this is like a future Batman right. that we're getting in the new DC. And he's played Batman before. Right. And that could be a good opportunity for like Robin becoming a thing and Nightwing. The opportunity's yeah. there. Opportunity's there. there. And why not make something so new? Stories. Why not make something new? We've seen Batman. Yeah. We've seen make something Batman. new like George Clooney as Batman. Something no one's ever seen <laughs> <Yes>. before. <laughs> Finally. Oh my gosh. We're going to get another Batman and it's Robin with, with George Clooney. Bring back the nipple suit. Give me Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in this Batman Brave and the Bold. I'll be back. I love well, it. That's it. Eight out of ten. Love the movie. A lot of fun. Go Good Flash. insight. I didn't know that. This is why yeah. we have the DC expert on the show. My God. My Think about God. it too much. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to one-up the DC expert. I'm going to give this an 8.2 out of 10. Oh! I, I really like this movie. Rating. I watched it just last night, fresh on the mind, and the whole time I was in the theater, I was just happy. I was just enjoying every moment of it. There were a little bit of time during the middle of the movie where it slowed down a bit, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I think the humor landed way more often than it didn't, and I think the storyline was beautiful. I think the heart was very nice, and I think it was just a, a nice little story that was contained within the movie. It might extend out to various other parts of the universe going forward, maybe, but if this was a movie in and of itself, it would be very nice, very enjoyable. I liked it. And... Jamie, Jamie, one one quick thing here. I, I we've had three great superhero movies in a row: Guardians of the Galaxy, Across the Spider Verse, oh, and true. Flash. Oh wow! Are we, Are we back? back? Are we back? I think we might be back. <laughs> what is this? Twenty nineteen. I'm, I'm actually stating I think that this is the best three movies we've had in a row in this genre since probably 2018, where you had Deadpool two, you had Infinity War, mm -hmm. and Black Panther okay. all come out mm. in succession. Oh, like yeah. mm. we might be back in the time where wow, well written stories, great acting, you mean great back directing. in the vector. We're in the Chrono Dome back in 2018. Ooh, <laughs> Andy, I, I love will say Chrono hold your horses because we do have. Aquaman 2 coming out this year, so whatever trajectory we're on right now, that is going to collapse. I said three movies. I, in fact, I, I know we've already given our ratings, but we haven't talked about the post credits. Oh, that was scene. so much fun. It was. Did you like it, Jamie? Did you I stay? Did. I, I stayed for fucking. 30 minutes after the movie ended to watch <laughs> post-credit scene. To see a drunk Jason To see Momoa. him just be drunk. I hate post-credit scenes now. Yeah. Wow. Give me Poor a post-credit scene 30 seconds after the movie's over. 30 seconds of credits, Here's, then a post-credit scene. That's called a mid-credit scene. Yeah. Then give me a mid-credit scene, not a post-credit scene. I'm tired of sitting for 15 <laughs> minutes to see to see a 30-second clip of something that's not worth it. Right. That's irrelevant. Just just filler content. 
Oh, I don't think this was irrelevant at all, by the way. I, th- this is actually sharing with you. Oh, yeah. This is, this oh, is huge for the DC universe. I think this states that we're maybe in the future and James Gunn's universe will have an Aquaman, like played by Jason Momoa, potentially. Yeah. Like, he's there. I, and not to mention the fact that the, the end credit scene takes place in this alternate mm-hmm. universe. So Barry's still trapped there trying to figure out, you know, how to approach this and what's going on. Also, it's, I appreciate okay. that he sold Atlantean treasure for beer. Yeah. <laughs> for like, beer. That's, that's just wonderful. Uh, yeah, good times. Yeah. Um, but I am excited. We're talking all these multiversal things. I will make one final comment about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because this movie was all about coming to terms with some events just have to happen. You can't stop everything from occurring, even if you don't like it. And what we see at the end of Across the Spider-Verse is Miles Morales is on his way to try to do exactly that, which makes Mm. me even more excited for a different movie in a different universe from a different comic book. Um, So my favorite thing about The Flash is I'm excited for Beyond the (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Verse. Give it (laughs) to be continued. But I will give it an 8.2 out of 10. Fantastic movie. So thank you all for tuning in for this episode of Hero Hoopla. Uh, Give us a, a, a like, a subscribe, a rating, a Spotify, a Apple Podcasts tweet. I don't know. Tweet at us at all the things. You can find all that good stuff in the episode description. But as we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, it is time for the quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, Andy? As Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, our favorite Batman said, these scars we have make us who we are, Barry. We're not meant to go back and fix them. Don't let your tragedy define you. Love that, man. Hoopla. Any final words, George? Hoopla. George? Oh, that was a really great film. Glad we did it. (laughs) Can't wait to be back. (laughs) George, I'm excited to see you in uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold. What do you think about that role? Uh, It's going to be a good one. (laughs) 2025. Jeez. Are you going to wear the bat suit with the nipples on him? Extra nipples. How many? <laughs> Extra nipples. People in the 90s hated that. Damn. Extra? We talking bigger or more? <laughs> Can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> All right, bye.